Yes, this is Robert Shapiro. Like Robert Kardashian and his friend. Uh, well, we're very sorry. Sensational Johnny Cochran. He's very depressed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. American Crime Story, colon, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Can you imagine getting O.J. to play O.J. in this? All right, yes, thank you for joining us again in Sidebar. Uh, this is Robert Shapiro, played by Dave the Clone. Joining me in the Sidebar tonight to discuss American Crime Story, The People v. O.J. Simpson, episode two, the run of his life, is... John R.R. R. Morton. Esquire. <laughs> and we will be detailing the legalities and uh, crazy-talities or egalities. I think there's a lot of egos that are at work here um, of this second episode. Continuing the awesome from the first episode, I would say. I think safely as at that. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Uh, it, uh, the, See, the, in particular... The whole, I, I wasn't even like... I, I didn't even want an episode of just exactly, the Broncos. Exactly. And whatever Ryan Murphy does, even when he does something I don't want, it's amazing. Like he, It's mm. so good. Uh-huh. And I just want to say one thing. Um, it, it's a period piece of the 90s. And it's... Did you get that 90s feel when you're watching it? Oh, God. 100%. Yeah. That's even harder to do than getting like a feel of the 1800s cuz like the 90s Thank is you. so close, our technology Thank is so you. close, our our clothes are so close to get like a 90s feel like that is incredible. <laughs> I like how you say our clothes are so close cuz now I'm like I look through my closet now I'm like shit, I actually no, still you know wear I mean. some of this. <laughs> sure, like a period piece from the 1700s they have all these extravagant outfits that, you know, yeah, it's no. like a different uh, world, you know, the, the fact that he could do it like this is it, it, it's incredible. It's uh, wow. I was really actually the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to speak to uh, Mr. R.R. R. Morton Esquire about this because it's exactly what he said last episode he didn't want. But the whole time, I mean, I now granted, and I, I'm no stranger about sharing stuff like this in vagary on podcasts so be prepared for that out there audience when you're like oh shit maybe clone will tell us what he's talking about no i'll, I'll drop the top <laughs> i like, don't even know what he's talking about i'll drop the surface <laughs> level shit and then i just sort of disappear back into my own malaise but i don't know if it's because i've had some stuff going on lately just uh, weird personal stuff and just been on an uneven keel i guess for the last couple days or week or so but I was watching this episode, and I felt like I was actually getting really emotional at times, like almost as emotional as OJ was on the show. You know, it was the the ride of it, the thrill and the sort of ups and downs of the whole episode, uh, for some reason, were hitting me. And I think part of it was because of that nostalgia you were talking about, because it felt very, like, I think I alluded to it a lot last episode, too, the whole, the whole time of just sitting there thinking, Holy shit! I yeah. so remember watching all they, of this. They even showed the Knicks game I was talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, and the and argument where he's like, "No, look, that's both sports and news. That's everything. Fuck it. Yeah. You put it on the screen. I'm gonna go upstairs and talk to the boss." You know, it's like little things like that. I thought mm-hmm. were 
fucking incredible. And actually, that was why when you were saying last week that you didn't want them to do a whole episode like this, that my mind immediately went to if they did an episode like this, which I felt like they had to, uh, it would be just like this. We'd be seeing all these little sort of sidebar non sequitur kind of things that when we're watching the narrative, like the people in the bar who were pissed that they changed the next game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they were just like thinking of it in terms of God they were damn it. For a second, yeah. Then, then, then they're uh, like, oh shit, this is going and, on. And they got, uh, they got. Uh, uh, good for him for getting MJW to, for do, for being a, a, AC. Oh Not God, yeah, that's uh, who that was. That was like uh, what's it called? They were talking about him being a part of the show, and yeah, my, just, that was Theo, man. Is it just because I don't recognize people because I haven't seen them in so long? I mean, well, no, he was in a he was in he was in Freak Show. He played uh, what? Yeah, he. Was, oh, that's right. Uh, he was um he was uh what's her name is like yeah yeah lover groove back lover yeah yeah. <sighs> One of the fa- my favorite actresses on the show, also. Angela Bassett. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> yeah, a show I used to podcast about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to anymore. I still call her how Stella got her group back. <laughs> <laughs> Stella. <laughs> Wait, or is it Ethel? Ethel was the call that before, like when she broke the bottle and they were about to go tar and feather people, and she was just like Ethel. It was after. What her. are you talking about? Freak show. Oh, I was still on show. freak show. Okay. <laughs> that's like very streetcar name design. I know. I was mixing a lot of uh, references. Yeah. We're getting crossed. All oh, right. So the show we podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude. I mean, I actually, I even loved the way it started out, like with Robert Kardashian, like praying in the bathroom, and that whole like a brother is born in adversity. Lord, do you know, help him. He he knows not what he's doing. He's in pain. Yes. And then, I mean, I can imagine you must have probably could have thought or pictured my favorite scene in the whole episode. Oh, Oh, it's just like open fucking fire, man. Please just take this out now. Look at these little shit bags. Like you didn't notice them in the first episode, so uh, you know they. They probably. I almost feel like they (laughs) adjusted things just for me because I was like, "What the fuck?" So was that Chloe in the front then, or that was all of them? (laughs) No, but I mean, which the the big ugly one is Chloe, right? Oh, that's uh, horrible. Do you think they still go in front of the TV chanting their name? Dude, they chanted as they're fucking falling asleep at night. I mean, it was like they're like, "Oh, Daddy's on TV." Meanwhile, he's talking about how OJ Simpson probably killed himself, and he's like practically crying. It was to me like horrifying the the complete disconnect. Like these fucking idiot kids clearly don't even give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like they knew immediately how to spell their name. <laughs> They're chanting it from their house as if that fucking news reporter could hear it. Oh yes. God! That's yeah, amazing. I was just like, please, Lord, please let them all die. Does he have to get their permission to do that? Let or, them all like, crash in a bus somewhere somehow. I don't know. Is, does Ryan Murphy have to get their permission to do that or? See, the thing is with them, they're probably such attention whores that they don't give a fuck if it's bad publicity or good publicity. Yeah, make fun of us. Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. You're saying our name. It's just one more one more layer of the hypnotism of the mass media machine um, making us feel like these people should fucking matter. Anyway, fucking Kardashians. The only Kardashian I give a fuck about now is Robert Kardashian. Uh, he, seemed like <laughs> he seemed like a fucking normal person. Like, I bet you if he saw that shit, like, if he saw the chanting, he'd be like, God! This yeah. is a... This is an important day, guys. This is serious. Oh my god, dude, David. I don't Schwimmer. know if he's like, yeah, like is he like, is he really? I find he's like goofy. Yeah, there's a part. Sugar. Yeah, there's a it's part. Like, where, I just picture like pivot, pivot. Like, or not even that. Like, 
well, I guess that, but like just like like slow. There's like a moment of slowness almost, yeah. you know. I don't know. Like I it's, feel like it's... when the trial comes, um, it's like they're gonna have to tolerate him. <laughs> it to me is the same level of slowness that probably any of the Kardashian girls have when they have to read the instructions on like a microwavable pizza. You yeah. know, they're just like, oh, what? Like, how does this work? I somehow figured out how to make the world pay me for my wedding, but I don't know how to fucking microwave a pizza because it requires <laughs> thinking. God. damn Damn it. Oh, oh, oh. fucking but, Kardashians. Uh, well, <laughs> Except this, for Robert. You're cool, bro. Robert yeah. Kardashian, you're the man. Especially for getting That's away from that monster Chris Jenner. <laughs> the head of the Illuminati monsters over there. But okay. yeah, it was a big episode for a lot. Of, I mean, actually, you know, I feel like one of the things I'm enjoying is that every episode, everybody gets moments in the sun. Mm-hmm. So far, you know, and for even Shapiro to be like, you know, there's an unspoken enemy here. I'm being blamed for all of this. And we we should have our own press conference. It yeah. was hilarious. Like, you could see that there's a level the where... The show has already begun. Yeah, yeah, but there's also a level where I feel like as a lawyer, he kind of actually is, like, at least for the Hollywood side of the game. You know what I mean? Like, Well, like, Johnny Cochran was even making fun of him, saying, yeah. like, it's all about me, me, me. It's I would never fall science. back on the pronouns of me, myself, and I. Remember, when you're hired by these people, you are for your client. Always. Yeah. Never betray that person. But it's uh, crazy uh, how embarrassed the prosecution was. Uh, Gil, uh, Bruce Greenwood, who's playing Gil Garcetti, yep. uh, even makes a comment that there goes my chance of ever becoming yeah. mayor. Yeah, it's like everybody. Uh, what's funny about that is Gil Garcetti, uh, his son, is now the current mayor of Los Angeles. So. Wow. Oh, so I yeah. wonder if there was any um, shade being thrown his way during the debacle that was True Detective Season 2. Like. The whole Vinci, like, little L.A., mini L.A. city within that. Total other show, not one we're podcasting about right now. But when you hear these little things and you hear, like, father, son, like, it's almost like passing the legacy down. Um, Some of those little tones get mentioned. And being that we're podcasters and that you tune in for shit like this, we figured we'd throw some of that out there. Hit us up at hollow9podcast at gmail.com. Hashtag it with American crime or crime story. Something to let us know. It's referring to this show. And uh, let us know what you think join in the conversation or you could follow us at hollow nine cast and that's hollow the word hollow h-o-l-l-o-w the number nine i-n-e-c-a-s-t that little at symbol at the front of that you know what i'm talking about anyway back to the lawyers on tv i have never had an issue like this before i have arranged these similar situations in the past i am the one who brought the menendez brothers back was it which one was it? One of the Menendez brothers went to Israel. Yeah, I didn't know he defended them. Me uh, neither. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" I remember all that too, and I feel like that's another case that they'll probably bring up. They've mentioned it twice now, and definitely once in each episode. So I feel like already we're on clue watch for what for what case number two is going to well, be. Well, you know Ryan Murphy, he likes the California or the Boston area, so it might be like uh, the Bo- did the Boston Strangler ever go to trial? Oh, I don't know. They must because so many people know all about like the. Detail. Yeah, so like uh, those are the two areas he likes the most. It seems like. Uh he also likes New Orleans. <laughs> That's true. Two seasons of uh, American Horror were set there. Two. Yeah, Freak Show was set out. Uh, like it was like. No, Freak right... Show's in Florida. 
Oh, Jupiter, I thought it was supposed to be right outside, or maybe they filmed it. Maybe that's what it was that they decided right. he decided he didn't want to leave New Orleans to f- yeah, start it was filmed. In, it was in Jupiter, Florida. Motherfuck! I'm just making mistakes all over this podcast. God, well, fuck it. I'm owning them. This is Mistake Cast, American Crime Story. We learn from our mistakes here. The People versus OJ Clone. Um, yeah, and Marsha Clark getting no less cold this episode. Yeah, she it's uh she she's calculating. She 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 wants his ass. What is now? Yeah, like it, was there anything that ever came out about why that? It's just she seems like so dead set, and it's almost as if she doesn't like. I mean. Like I famously did last episode, she even asked, well, who is A.C. Cowlings anyway? It's like she doesn't even know him, but she knows for sure he's guilty and she wants to make sure he pays, you know? She's, um, you know, I might be speculating. She's going through a horrible divorce. Um, I I don't know if abuse was involved, but uh, when she heard the way he used to beat Nicole... Uh, she seemed mm. to have taken that personally. Uh, doesn't mean she's been abused. I definitely don't know that. I say, uh, we're, we're, we're woman, skirting you know, a line already for all the for, feminists woman, out there. Even, even Sorry, as a man, I'm a you know I get offended by that kind of abuse. So but I, I imagine a you know a woman of power in the '90s. Uh, she must have been strong, and I think uh, that's what really you know got to her the most. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and and I know, and ladies, anyone out there listening, please. And you have not... to be a tough as shit to be where you are. Uh, you know, this is still the early '90s. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's no matter how much we all talk about how things have progressed. I think the fact of just all of the sort of famous isms coming back up in play in the last couple of years in the news <laughs> it just shows that well, we're not as progressed a society as we think. Well, or... no, it, you know the thing is though we we definitely progress, but it's still shitty for women and you know people of color. Mm-hmm. So imagine in the '90s, you know, where it didn't progress yet, it must have been really shit. So yeah. just for her to get so so high up the ladder, she must have been tough as nails. Yeah, you know, I, mean... I sort of have a respect for Marsha Clark, but uh, you know, I could see why you know back then why she she was. Uh, <laughs> portrayed the way she was. Well, I mean, she doesn't help the case too much. You know what I mean? She just has this very driven, cold, maniacal look to her. Facts, I mean, even facts, even the facts. way that, like, um, I feel like that Sarah Paulson, like, in a lot of the scenes where they're pushing in and or she's just sitting there looking at the TV or something, it's like the way she holds her head even. It's like she's almost like this statue mm-hmm. set in revenge. <laughs> you know what I mean? And revenge for something that didn't happen to her. And and I definitely think um, that that may be a big reason why they made such a point of, of uh, starting with her divorce uh, situation being sort of highlighted in the last episode so that we know... I mean, right away, just learning that last episode immediately told me that I was going to have a whole new view on Marsha Clark after this show is over. Because, you know, that's something that I think I was too young to even think about. Like, oh, my God, these people have lives. There's stuff going on for these people outside this trial, you know. And then I guess this episode started to really show some more of the racial tension, even where you have Christopher Darden and his neighbors talking about... How um <laughs> Oh that was that this this whole that thing amazing about how OJ became white and then yeah. well he's being chased by the cops so he's black now. And again, we are very sensitive to the fact that we are two white guys podcasting about this. So please, um, let's let's just leave, leave all that sh- all the political correctness shit at the door. We are not racist and we have nothing against anybody. The show has elements that I would say even I'm feeling uncomfortable when, when I was watching it going, oh, yeah. shit, I hate that it. was I, what I, life I was like. I hate everybody <laughs> who's 
Yeah, yeah, me too. You you just have you, you're a dick across the board. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. Or I'm a dick across the I don't know what the fuck it is. Maybe everybody hates me. Maybe that's what it comes down to. <laughs> and I just bounce that shit right back out to the world. I don't know. But yeah, no. I, it's actually easier to get along with people, but fuck if uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of the world agrees with that but yeah i, I love how darden's father just told him to get the fuck away from this case because uh oh yeah you know because he knows that darden thinking that oj did it and uh this is the dangerous com- the community they're in it would be very dangerous and he, he was already kind of seeing that happen a little bit when they were talking about you know talking outside in the backyard they all the jim t- brown was much better they had the tvs out in the backyard you know they're barbecuing but yeah. nobody's stopping to watch the i mean it's it's uh it's it's an interesting like usually nostalgia pieces like this you're enjoying some of the nostalgia. It's actually kind of fun. And and with this, I feel like moments of it are because it's sort of like, man, what a long time ago, but I still remember it so clearly, you know. But at the same time, I guess looking at it again with these older eyes or realizing the implications of things that just flew over your head when you were younger, it's just like, oh, man, what a rough, what a rough situation this was for everybody in it. You know what I mean? No Um, doubt. And then... I guess for me, the part that I was, I guess, getting emotional watching was actually all the stuff with OJ and the Bronco, where he's the panic and the level of desperation in everything he says. When he's like, I don't want to talk to the cops. Tell them to get away from the car. Tell them the gun is loaded. Like, get me out of here. Like, you, I've been in moments of that level of panic, obviously not sitting in a Bronco with a gun to my head, yeah. not wanting to talk to cops, but where you're just like, God damn it, why can't it just fucking change to what I fucking need it to be? Like, I need this to change right now, and no one is helping me. At least OJ was a celebrity. Us normies got to fucking just live through that shit. Yeah. But damn. And I mean, I don't know. So... As the Bronco chase started to clearly become what was going to be the center focus of the show, how were you feeling as it was unfolding as opposed to when you were going into it thinking, I really don't want a whole episode on the Bronco chase? What about Uh, the way that they showed it? Like, to me, I feel like there were some things about the way that they did it that really made it like I felt like I was watching a movie. I was like, oh, God, this is awesome. You know? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My favorite part of the episode, and I think it's going to be my favorite part of the show, are those, you know, when the prosecutors are just in their office talking, mm-hmm. uh, like the behind the scenes stuff. That's what I'm going to be most The Tarantino moments. <laughs> yeah, like them talking frankly about the case. Uh, the, you know, I'm sure the case itself is going to be incredible. I can't wait till uh, Lance Ito comes on. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. K- Kenneth, uh, I hope I don't butcher his last name. Kenneth Choi is uh, playing him. Uh, he's still got, uh, Are you giving me shit for that la- the butchering of the last name comment I made last week with uh, Larry Kazanuski? Oh, no, I've totally <laughs> about that. Kazanuski, uh, by the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know whose name I get right is Costas because there was actually like classic footage of Bob Costas in this, but yeah. yeah no, I definitely wasn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I just figured Choi is a hard one to mis- uh, you know, mispronounce. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Welcome to DickCast, the sidebar of the sidebar. <laughs> I can imagine probably next week or the week after uh, Nathan Lee and F. Lee Bailey will be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen him twice. Like, both weeks we've seen him in the coming soon. So now I'm like, all right, well, where the fuck is he? Because, yeah, it's going to be off. I just, I'm also... But did, did you find the scenes in the Bronco was a little overacting by Cuba? 
Well, I actually was going to ask if you felt like it redeemed him in your eyes at all this episode, but I'm I'm no, hearing from what I'm hearing all. that's a decided no. <laughs> I actually have the episode going in mute as we speak, and yeah, I'm watching. It even looks worse. NBC live news coverage. <laughs> I loved when they cut to the inside of that Volvo uh, or Volkswagen bus, right? Like to start the actual Bronco chase sequence, mm-hmm. and it just cuts with. <laughs> And we get like Beastie Boys sabotage all of a sudden becoming like the prime sound of this whole opening sequence. Yeah. That's one of the things that Ryan Murphy and crew always do well is is they take a Scorsese level approach of of mixing the music into the piece and making it almost like as important as the dialogue and the sequences on either side of it. So having that, like they turn on sabotage, you remember the episode, the music video for that was all this like very Cochise cop kind of chase type stuff happening. Guys jumping over boxes and garbage cans with the big mustaches and all seventies doubt and stuff. Um, so we already kind of have that vibe going from the song and you have these two hippies in their, in their, even in these hippies who are like, holy shit, that's OJ. You know, like they recognize OJ. That's how much of a impact his celebrity had, his level of uh, notoriety and, uh, and uh, recognition. Uh, recognizability is what I'm trying to say. So um, it just, I think that's also where it felt really movie-ish to me too, because like that song really opened, like it was almost like a music video for a second. And then it became American crime story again, you know? And the same thing happened with the music at the barbecue with Darden talking to his neighbors. It's a lot of those elements that I think are really pushing this show as far as the quality. So that mixed with this nostalgia effect that we were talking about, I think maybe that was what was making it like really overwhelming for me because mm-hmm. it was then when we saw him like crying in the Bronco that I was like starting to get choked up. Like, man, I'm fucking feeling super bad for this murderer. <laughs> I'm feeling really bad for this <laughs> fucking guy who killed people. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> but overacting in like in what way? I mean, I thought AC was awesome. AC was awesome. So MJ Dubs, man. Just, MJ Dubs. It's nothing just wrong with Cuba that, that you're like, kind of like. Yeah, mm. it's like he's going psycho. Looks like he's gonna shit his pants the whole time. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's doing justice to what probably was really going on for OJ. You know what I mean? Uh, like uh, I, I, OJ I, seems more stoic. I don't know though. I especially thought something about all the times. Not not only when he called, when the detective called him. In the car, but when he would talk to the cops and he would always be like saying like, man, you know, I'm sorry you guys had to come out here and do this. Yeah, but you know? like, he's supposed to sound charming and he doesn't. I, I thought he did there, though. I mean, I felt like the it was words really are, The writing is fine. It's just Cuba. <laughs> um, uh, I don't get it. I'm, I don't know. To me, it's okay. working. By the way, I have nothing against Cuba Gooding Jr. Love him and Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. Um, anything else with him? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, there was that m- Men of Honor, the one with him and De Niro, where he's the naval, the the yeah, old saw school. That, oh jeez! Uh, what about Pearl Harbor when he shoots down that plane from the fucking deck of the sinking ship? You know, right, right. That's his last. Pearl- like, <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll give him that. Jeez. But uh, I have nothing against him. I just don't find he's an okay. Ocean. Hold on a second. Have you not seen Judgment Night? Judgment Night! Judgment Night! Holy shit! Cuba Gooding Jr. is, uh, he's, he's, I guess, it's him and Emilio Estevez get top billing, plus Dennis Leary is the bad guy. Jeremy Piven, um, Steven Dorff, and it's like, 
Uh, so it's he's it's, amazing in Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah, we didn't say that either. <laughs> um, yeah. What's it called? He, he's in Coming to America, but he's just like a kid getting a haircut. That's right. In the barber yeah. shop, he's just sitting there with a big goofy smile on his face. Outbreak, he was beautiful. Never saw losing Isaiah. Me neither. Uh, I didn't see losing it. So I there was a what tr- dreams may come, which was like a. I didn't love it, but it was nice to look at. But I didn't love it. Oh, he was in Outbreak with. Uh... Yeah, yeah. With <laughs> Did Mar- we say that? Mar- yeah, yeah, with Marcel. <laughs> with Marcel. Miss Paganini. Um shit! I know there's. Oh, dude, did you ever see that made-for-HBO movie? He's in Rat Race. There was this made-for-HBO movie back in the early 90s. Like, back, like it, it was a projected future where AIDS was so rampant that they had to, like, tattoo people who had it with these, like, the letter P for positive, and then they would throw them all into these sort of, like, ghetto-y, death-campy kind of places. And he was, like, this resistance fighter. I forget what the hell the name of that is. And if anybody out there who's listening hears this and remembers, hello9podcast at gmail.com, hashtag crime story Cuba AIDS movie. Let us know. <laughs> Google Cuba AIDS. Or I could actually, I have IMDb open. I could just do Cuba Gooding Jr. AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> oh man, I, it was called something like Deadline or Daybreak. Might have made, maybe Daybreak. That sounds like it could be. Day. How many Cuba Gooding Juniors are there on IMDb? So you know, one of the things that occurs to me that which that is crazy that this show is able to pull off is again, this is something that actually happened. This is something we lived through. He was in as good as it gets, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, what's it called? This is something that we all know what the outcome actually is. Yet I'm sitting there going, holy shit, are they going to get him out of this Bronco? Like, holy oh, shit. Oh, the movie I- is called Daybreak, by the way. I was like, fuck, did you find it first? <laughs> yeah, it plays Torch. Torch. <laughs> a few good men. He was in A Few Good Men as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gladiator? Did you ever see that Gladiator? Like I said, I have nothing against him. I just don't think he's a good OJ. MacGyver. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. You know what? I think he's he's doing the best he can. I I don't think it's horrible. I think some of the no, stuff, no, oh, no, not at all. Uh, just, I actually, just, I mean, yeah. see, like, I felt the, I felt the whole sort of like when he's apologizing to the cops. I felt there was a slight charm, but it was a charm in like a how simple and innocent it seemed. Like like. Like, dude, there's much bigger implications to what's happening here. Like, you don't need to apologize to the fucking cops for keeping them late on a Friday. Like, this is what cops do. This is what they're fucking here for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, bro. Now, I did, though, totally, like, I felt like there were things that we missed. You know, like, maybe there were sequences that were pulled from this episode. Like, I didn't, I couldn't understand why. Is it just because they read the note that at the beginning Robert comes back to Robert Kardashian goes to OJ's family and says we have reason to believe he killed himself? Yeah, yeah, because of the note. That's it, though, because it it seemed like to me you couldn't get in touch with him and the note from the press conference. They're like, I don't know. I felt like that was a little bit of a jump to where they were suddenly so shocked that he was still alive to see him in the in the Bronco. How crazy was it? Like CNN had his like death. Like yeah, they were already. working on the montage of his eulogy uh, special, yeah. and that like uh, doesn't um, what's his name doesn't uh, Cochran walk in on them as they're editing yeah, it, 100%. and he's just like, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, and then he goes God. on a talk show. That was talk fucking show. crazy, and it was amazing. And like, it just shows like if you notice now, like most talk show nows have desks. Oh yeah, uh, this is like the the '90s where they just have these like uncomfortable chairs, and like their back is like arched straight. 
Yeah, it, it, it looks like they're so gonna fall off of them. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. it's like uncomfortable like a, being propped up. Kind and of. they're like, and they look like glass. So it's like I don't know how they stay on there. Like it yeah. must be so slippery. I mean, he actually looks like he's holding on to it for dear life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that was like a '90s talk show. Had those. And then that you know, story he tells, holy. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the OJ case, but but it did at the same time. I mean, it well, was that's again, why he's Johnny Cocker and he's. Uh, it's well, it's also it's it's playing it's it's not playing it's the bookie defense <laughs> pulling in the idea of the climate at the time and hundred percent. How intense and psychotic the LAPD, but not just the LAPD, all PDs. And, you know, I'm not a um, hater, hater of cops. I mean, if you've uh, followed me on Facebook, I've I've been pretty vocal about pointing out some of the stories that have made it to the news these days about craziness that cops pull off. And that's it's more out of a disappointment level because I feel like. I would love to always trust cops, but there's a part of me that feels like, you know, there's something scary. But, like, none of us can imagine what it must have been like or or still must be like for people of color who, with the comments being made by the characters on this show, mim- mimicking so much of what we're seeing in the fact that they have things like Black Lives Matter. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of horrifying. Um, and I feel like they're doing such a good job of capturing that and presenting it in a way so that, like... I almost am retroactively realizing, like, holy shit, man, it's been like this for so long. You know what I mean? Any times that I've always thought things were better, I feel like I've been just lied to and duped, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to them for really this. This show I do find. I, I use the word magical about how it pulls you in, you know, the allure about it. Um, one of the things I also feel like I don't remember how it happened, so I'm interested to see it happen, is how the dream team actually comes together. You know, cause well, that's if, the name of the next episode. I noticed that when we were just on IMDb, actually. Um, but uh, like on, on FX, I have FX Canada. They don't have preview for the next week's episode. Oh, they Do you don't have that. No, they they show us like a coming this season, and it's kind of got. It's clearly got scenes from multiple episodes, not just. The okay, next no, time. I have that too, but I mean, like, you don't have like next week on Crime Story. Uh, they like they'll show it right like after the show before it or whatever movies on before it ends. It says, "All right, next on American Crime Story," and it's sort of a abbreviated just about that episode promo. Mm-hmm. But I and I'm sure they air it throughout the week. I'm a bad TV watcher, guys. I don't watch it as much. During the week, it's more DVR is what saves me as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, there's well, definitely... for us Canadians, a PVR. Ooh, what is that? A programming video recorder? What is the piece? Ooh, for? I always <laughs> thought it was personal. Oh, okay, that works too. Personally, just as long as it's not digital video. Fuck recorder. that shit. <laughs> as long as it's different than your southern. I'd rather say TiVo it. Camaraderie, yeah, TiVo. TiVo is the uh, first. That was the term. That was like the Kleenex of it. You know, how the, does the it faculty. work? Like pies, how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people call the refrigerators a frigidaire. Yeah. This is TiVoing. What's that term called? Uh, when a name becomes the term, the term. yeah, like know. Vaseline, <laughs> or zestfully clean. Yeah, no, but no, zestfully clean is a that was just a, a different term. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows that one. Hollow Nine Podcast at gmail dot com. Hashtag yes. this is what it is. Um. So yeah, I'm really kind of uh, looking forward to seeing that team come together. It was, I mean, I think because it was the Bronco Chase, there's not so much, so much to talk about. Just that they definitely, even OJ was shocked at the people 
supporting him. You know, he's like, oh, man, these people shouldn't be out on the highway. Like, you know, it's just like, what are they doing? I, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and that that was what AC kept telling him. Like, you know, people love you. You got to, like, don't kill yourself. It really is, I guess, I didn't, as a kid, realize how close OJ did come to killing himself or how it was seemed like that was what he was definitely going to do. Uh, there were multiple times this episode I'm like, dude, how did he not do this? But what's crazy is I think that, and then I think to the day that they handed down the verdict and how he just kind of like smiled and said thank you to the jury as they said not guilty. And I'm suddenly like, ooh, ooh, yeah, he did it. <laughs> Fuck, man, he did it. I, I listened back to our episode from last week and I suddenly felt horrible about how callous I was being we're like oh my god we're watching a fucking murderer but like now I'm kind of like yeah he did mm-hmm. it <laughs> he fucking did it mm-hmm. yeah so, I'm leaning towards that yeah so uh, what are what are we missing here what have we not touched on well that's the thing it's in the car the whole time there's not you know what I mean and this is kind of I'm sure why you didn't want there to be an episode like this but I felt like for an episode that oh wasn't they did it well they did it well Murphy yeah genius um kyra Kara you're a genius scott alexander you're a genius i also I, didn't remember I think scott alexander and larry kyra are writing every episode and it looks like ten. so far murphy's directed both of the first yeah you two. can tell he has his you know he has his stamp on this whole thing so is he going to direct all of them you, you think um uh, no because uh the next two are anthony hemingway okay shit man that is john singleton and then what? for episode six, it's Ryan Murphy again. John then, Singleton is directing episodes of this? Yeah, it's, oh. called the, it's called the Race Guard. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. See, that's on the level of me saying something like, imagine they got OJ to play OJ in this. Oh, John he did, Sing- um, he, oh shit, man. He directed Rosewood. That's I was about to say, dude, John Singleton is no joke. Like, Didn't he also do Boys in the Hood? Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Shaft. <laughs> I was going to say he did Shaft, but compared to Boys in the Hood, I can't because Boys in the Hood is one of the best movies ever made. Now, he didn't do uh, Menace to Society, though, right? Uh, no, he did Boys to the Hood, Boys in the Hood, sorry. Higher learning, poetic. Oh, death. higher learning, Bo- dude. Shaft, too fast, too fast. Okay, higher learning was out. In the theaters at the same time that Which Demon Knight was with the, the Nazis? It was with everything. It was the crash of college. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, all, like KKK, uh, it was KKK. all racist shit happening, but in college. Just like yeah, yeah, crash yeah. is like is the college adult is version. That, like KKKU or something? <laughs> it was, like, it was the most racist college. Christy Swanson gets raped and like everybody comes to her rescue at the end. And, yeah. Oh my Stay God. out of school, children. It was basically that movie scared the establishment so much that, okay, it was out at the same time in the theaters as uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And I was a huge, I'm still a huge horror fan, so I was out seeing that like opening night, Friday night. And the next day, Saturday, a buddy of mine wanted to go see Higher Learning, but our parents were going to just drop us off at the movie theater. Well, Higher Learning was so controversial and charged that we weren't allowed. Like, they wouldn't let us buy the tickets. Oh, really? And then, that like, never happens. And, like, yeah, my friend's mom had already driven away, so she couldn't buy the tickets for us. And we were the only ones going to the theater, and my friend was so dead set on it. He's like, well, let's just ask somebody to buy us the tickets. And I'm like, okay, let's see if that works. And, like, we asked some random guy to go up to the theater and buy two separate tickets because we both had our $10 bills that we needed to break to get can- You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. so fucking dumb. And then, like, we waited 10 minutes, and we just walked into the theater. And I'm like, dude, no one else is here. Like, they totally know we didn't buy tickets, and now all of a sudden we're showing up with tickets. And we almost got into higher learning 
learning, but when the the ticket booth girl saw us, she was like, hold on a second, let me see those, <clears throat> and saw that it was higher learning, and she was like, no, I already told you guys you can't go see this without your parents, blah, blah, blah. 14 years old, by the way. Fucking... Did she kick you out of the theater, or you just... No, we went to see Demon Knight, and it was the second time I had seen it, but there was a guy yeah, working at the theater who was like, oh, I'll let you guys in for like five bucks, and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Higher Learning, John Singleton, awesome. So that's the, that's the kind of shit they do, man. This is the kind of shit that Ryan Murphy does. Tell Brings me. in big guns like that. That's That's badass. <laughs> Oh, very cool, by the way, how people are waiting on the highway cheering OJ on over the overpass bridges. That yeah. was pretty fucking and awesome. And then, like, the news is like, so what? why are you guys, why are you supporting OJ when he's been accused of murder? And they're like, oh, no, we're not supporting OJ. We're booing the LAPD. She's like, I, I don't. Not really. I don't hear any booing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a good show, man. Oh. So fucking awesome, and and yeah, I, you know, to me, some of the time we're watching, I'm watching it, going, ooh, this is gonna be a little edgy to talk about. Yeah. But fuck it, fuck it. Oh, it's gotta... official. I'm reading uh, next season is gonna be uh, something based around Hurricane Katrina. Oh shit, dude! I was just in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Rock on with the titties, by the way, guys. And um, it was when I mentioned that people rolled their eyes so hard. Like all the the video people that I was working with, and then just anybody, all the locals. When I mentioned, oh yeah, they're gonna do a Katrina thing because I guess right around the time it happened, everything was Katrina stuff, you know. And so I don't know though. I feel like after watching them handle OJ here, and that's what I told all these people. I was like, look, you just watch the OJ one. It, it, you kind of. They earn the trust to be able to do anything. Yeah, you know whatever I mean? he does, even if you don't like it, it'll be good. Like, like they, they, he could have done. I mean, I wouldn't surprise they. You know, maybe they still will do the actual Rodney King. I, I know that my first thing was, oh, well, wait, wait till they do like Gacy. Too close. To, yeah, like Rodney King though is too close, closely tied to the OJ. And he already, they already kind of used it at the beginning. Yeah, it's like ten. It's like five years earlier. Same police department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know it would be cool because I was watching it earlier today. Um, if they did something with the Son of Sam, because I was watching Summer of Sam, the uh, Spike. Yeah, movie. Oh, I hate that movie. It's not good. <laughs> it's a long, boring movie. Not good at all. But there's definitely just the idea of um, the a summer that was being held hostage by a serial killer, like an entire <laughs> city or Zodiac. I mean, uh, that was on as well. I, it was Serial Killer Day apparently on the movie channels on Clones Cable, so it was like Summer yeah. of Sam and Zodiac. But um, fuck you watching, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It was like American Crime Story, <laughs> except like movie versions. That's cool. So yeah, and it was. Um, I didn't realize. I, I was thinking to myself as it was unfolding. I'm like, when and how did the Bronco chase end? I didn't realize that there was this whole drama actually at OJ's. Concert. I don't remember that part. I just remember part. Oh, you know. Where they were like, well, they were cops, like like SWAT team, just holding it down, like waiting to shoot him as soon as he got out of the Bronco, and and especially so. One of the things I felt like we also didn't see was him grabbing the photos of his wife and kids and keeping those in the Bronco with him, because all of a sudden he has those in his hand as he's getting out of the the Bronco, and they were making such a big deal of make sure you leave the gun in the car, make sure you do not take the gun with you. Okay, OJ, OJ, listen. Listen, this might be the most important part of this fucking conversation. The gun stays, stays in, in the, the car. car. And he's going, okay, all right, all right, I'll talk to you later, bye. And you're like, 
dude, he's totally not going to leave the gun in the car. <laughs> you know, like, as soon as he gets off the phone, you're like, fuck, man, OJ's dead. OJ's dead. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, like, I know he doesn't die here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know in real life he's going to survive this moment, but I'm still on the edge of my seat going, fuck, they're going to shoot OJ. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'm, ho- I'm praying for a murderer right now. Oh, dude, the range of emotions. Just listen to how fucking all over the place I am in this episode alone. Oh, man. And, of course, and I did, like, for some reason, I felt like one of the moments that just stuck out for me was when uh, Schwimmer's, like, as Robert Crash, you're like, no, no, those aren't frame. It's a picture frame. Those are frame pictures. I know what you assholes are trying to do. Shut the fuck up. Because that was so rough. there's always that one dick cop who's like, he's got a gun. Like, it's like, even if he doesn't have a gun, someone always just has to say it, right? Yeah, like, what's the term they used, uh? No hotheads or no... Yeah, no hotheads. We're not shooting we're, this guy but, but on TV. You know, it's because we're, it's we're on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. He's like, no hotheads. We're on TV. Or even earlier, like when they just let the Bronco drive away. And the one guy's like, aren't we going to shoot? No. No one's shooting at O.J. Simpson without some authorization. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, holy shit. Fuck. be nice if they said that about Dave the Clone if I'm ever in a Bronco chase. No one's shooting at Dave the Clone. No, Dave the Clone's getting shot. That's how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, the 1% wouldn't matter if 99% of us voted. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. It was really, to me, the thing that I wanted to rant about the most was the Kardashian kids, and thank God we got Kardashian, fucking yes. fuck. Clone, clone, <laughs> yeah. clone, clone. <laughs> K-A-R-D-A-S-H-I-A-N. Like, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, God. Family cheers. <laughs> I know, right? Dad's on TV talking about murder. All right, well, uh, Marsha Clark is looking to draw blood. And um, I don't know. I, I hope if the Dream Team is the next episode, we Which should uh, definitely see... Well, I don't know. I don't think we'll see F. Lee Bailey yet because he comes late, right? Doesn't he come down the road? He's not part of the dream team. For I have no idea. I but can't remember. I thought he came late. I thought he was a late addition. Did he come in during the trial or before the trial? I think during the trial. I, oh, I think okay. it starts out, and so it's Cochran and um, Shapiro versus Darden and Clark, and then Bailey joins. And then Dershowitz. There Dershowitz is yeah, comes in late too. I think maybe that must have been broke D- on lawyers. Dershowitz was, uh, yeah, he was the last one added. Fuck. Well, Those legal fees must have been retarded. Yeah, right. And so they that maybe that's why he had that one year in between the civil. Was it was a year before they did the civil trial, or did they go right um, away? It was, it was because eight, <laughs> he must have. Months. I would say he must have written at least one book to pay off the legal fees from the first trial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if then all of a sudden the Goldmans are getting everything, he's yeah. They own his name. You know that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. All right, well, we're not going to gild the lily on this anymore because, uh, you know, we could sit here and just say it's awesome, it's awesome, and awesome for another 15 minutes, but, you know, who's that helping? Nobody. It's like we're just delaying the beginning of the trial. We're trying to get it's a like this podcast must be an hour. Let's talk about how long <laughs> it's for 15 more minutes. So, by the way, Cooper Gooding Jr., really not impressing you, huh? Anyway. She's um... so not awesome. <laughs> um, I think we're going to see more Chris... Uh, Kardashian, at least uh, from the promo, it seemed like she's going to be coming up soon. Yeah, they all will. 
And um, I like that it seems like one of the things that's going to start really coming into play is what people really think versus what they're able to prove and who automatically is like, oh, OJ definitely did it. And who is automatically like, no, maybe he didn't do it. Um, It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm really, I can't wait. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm so happy we're covering it. I'm so happy we're watching it. I hope other people are out there watching it with us. Please hit us Send up. Send us some emails. We have like 15 minutes of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to yield back our time to the gentlemen and ladies of Internetica and give you 15 minutes of your life back on this podcast as you listen on your way into work or whatever it is you're listening to it on your way to doing. Maybe at the gym. Maybe you're doing stuff at home. Maybe you're putting groceries away. Or you could be like the small percentage of millennials and post-millennials who are using technology while they're fucking. Yeah. Yeah, you could either be on your phone or listening Whoa. to a podcast while you're having taking sex. a dump. Yeah, taking a dump. That's a good one. That's a safe one. That's one. That's Don't listen gonna, in the shower. Not going to hurt dangerous. anybody, unless you have it plugged into like some speakers or something. I know somebody's got a Bluetooth. Listen speaker. to us in the shower then. <laughs> and you can listen to all the myriad of shows on the. We support hygiene. Yeah, hygiene is good. In fact, we we insist on hygiene. People like to fuck clean people, guys. That's mm-hmm. how that works. All right. Well, uh, I think it's uh, about time to call this sidebar to an end and maybe actually go do some legal work, some research, stay ahead of the game, because that's how you stay ahead of the game, by staying ahead of the game. And um, uh, until next time, uh, this has been Dave the Clone, cloning Robert Shapiro, among others. John Morton. And uh, we will be seeing you after our next session. Please Email us. Be careful. Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Be part of the fun of the Hollow Nine Network. This has been American Crime Story Episode 2, The Run of His Life. Ciao. Man, they got the juice on TV and cuffs again. You've been listening to the Hollow Nine Network, bringing you the very best in fan-made media. Follow us on Twitter at Hollow Nine Cast. That's Hollow the number nine I N E Cast. Email us at Hollow Nine Podcast at gmail.com. or find us at our home site hollow9.podomatic.com. Be sure to check out our affiliate fangirlzone.com. Find us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Join in the fun. Hollow Nine.